<laughs> hey, good girls. Welcome to Between the Sheets, a podcast about books, sex, relationships, and occasionally our messy personal lives. I'm your host, Kels. And I'm your host, Denise. So grab a drink and get in bed, you dirty little sluts. Hello, good girls. Happy Tuesday. This is our first podcast of published authors. Can you believe it, Dee? I literally cannot. Last week was such a blur. We released not even a week ago. Like, it hasn't even been a week. It's only been a couple days. And we have hit the top 30 in romantic comedy on all of Amazon, which is insane. I know. What the fuck? I was even looking this morning, and we have almost to a half a million page reads on Kindle Unlimited. And... The fact that so many people are reading our book gives me a little bit of anxiety, but I'm super oh, happy. Yeah. <laughs> it gives me so much anxiety because to see all these people whose book tastes you followed for so long actually give your debut novel a chance and like it has been, I don't know, <laughs> it's been a lot. <laughs> I know, right? We want to say thank you guys so much for the support and all the love this past couple of weeks for following our entire author journey and just falling in love with Louvery if you've given our book a chance. If you haven't, we hope you do. It's an office romance with slow burn and tension and a really, really fun sex scene with some ties. We all know (laughs) Dee is a sappy one for us, but the best part is, is Denise came to visit me in North Carolina and we got to sign copies and I took her outside on a walk that I do daily. So what did you think about North Carolina? You can tell me the truth. I really, really liked it. I think living in New York, you forget what nature looks like. And so being able to like have all of that sweet, crispy air around all the time made me feel really refreshed. I feel like I came back to New York and I started getting poisoned by the pollution. (laughs) We had a blast. We had a lot of really good Southern food and it was just wonderful to see you and see our books in person and sign them together. And I mean, yeah, I'd come back. Thank you. I'm so glad I... (laughs) immediately washed my sheets today because you and your partner I don't know what you guys are doing in there because I don't want to know but I do want to know did you guys have did you guys did you guys do things in my bedroom do I have to sanitize it (laughs) we crashed every single night (laughs) if it makes you feel any better I was in my bed like don't touch me I need to sleep a little bit the five hours of sleep we were getting a night there was no room we were together and getting five hours of sleep a night we typically get five hours of sleep when we're not together just because of how intense everything has been the past couple of weeks but no uh, we definitely slept there there was definitely some rough touching when the snoring got too loud but otherwise (laughs) (laughs) you're good you don't have to burn your entire guest room that's so good this time around at least next time maybe we won't be as stressed you know when stress happens libido decreases I'm still like don't touch me Daisy Meadows knows what's up (laughs) literally speaking of Daisy we are so excited for today's episode. We took a little break from reading while we were writing Water Under the Bridge, but now we're back to reading. We're having some fun and we are going to do a mid-year favorite books of 2022 so far. Yeah, I think like mid-year wrap-up at the end of September is like really on brand with us. So for those tuning in, I hope you enjoy what half of our year has looked like. (laughs) And we'll see you in three months for a full year wrap-up, right? (laughs) We don't have to go into any particular order today. I will not force rank books, but why don't you start us off? You mean, what's my favorite book besides Water Under the Bridge? I mean, it definitely (laughs) should count towards our Goodreads account because I have not 
not been reaching my goal this year. No, I think we've probably read Water Under the Bridge like 15 to 25 times. I'm adding it. Right now I'm 30 books behind schedule of what I anticipated. I was going to read 100 books this year, but I've read a measly 38. Well, I was going to read 100 books and before we got really into the cave of writing, I read like 77 of them. And so I think I'm okay. Oh, you can go. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start off. One of the books that I read, and I actually watched this as a TV show. This is a really popular book just across all people who enjoy literature, but as well as Book Talk, Normal People by Sally Rooney. It is like a toxic relationship. I related a lot to the story of being young and falling in love and having that one person who like always has your heart in a sense. But it's a really sad, tragic story where the two main characters kind of never really find each other in the way that you want them to. It's not a romance, even though the entire plot is romance. And it's a very ambiguous ending, like most works of fiction. But it was really good. The TV show I watched last year, and it completely destroyed me. So I would recommend doing either. I feel like the TV show stuck really true to the actual book. And Sally Rooney is just a really great writer. It was good. It was definitely a favorite. I have never read a Sally Rooney book. Neither have I. So it was like really interesting to do this. But having seen the show, I didn't know what to expect. And it really flowed seamlessly from the show. It's very sad. No H-E-A. I'm going to have to watch the show. The first book that I want to talk about is Highland Fling by Megan Quinn. It is the first book that you kind of recommended me to read that you had read. And it was kind of when we first started really talking. We had read Melt for Us as a buddy read, but you were like, no, if you're going to read a Megan Quinn book, it has to be Highline Fling. I loved it. It made me want to go to Scotland and run a coffee shop together. Same. Literally, I think that's what we'll do by this time next year. Goals. I mean, if you guys have read Water Under the Bridge, we do have a Scottish character in there. So we do, Ollie, and we will be making a trip to Scotland, hopefully, where we'll get to live out our Highland fling dreams. Literally. What was the next one? The next one is actually a novella, and this was just a quick read that I snuck in while we were writing. It is Surrender by Rilsey Adams. It's really good. It's basically the premise is 12 years ago, these two people made an agreement that if they don't end up with somebody else then they will have like one night of fun and that one night of fun ends up being a vacation and he buys her the tickets and is like I'll see you there and it's a novella so it was it was just a bunch of fun spice. I really need to start reading more novellas. You guys should send me a message on Instagram with your favorite Katie between the sheets. The next one I feel like we're both gonna agree with because I think this was on your list too. Kiss the Sky by Christy and Becca Ritchie. We buddy read this together the whole Addicted Calloway series. We won't go too much into detail because we are doing a part two to the Addicted Calloway series. Hopefully this month we're finishing up the last two books but Rose and Connor so hot. Now that we're in the last book and all the couples are together, I'm really seeing the couple that I love the most. And it really was Rose and Connor. So Kiss the Sky is definitely like my top five of this year. It was an incredibly good book. I just, I love their dynamic so much. I really do. I think it's like two strong characters and a little BDSM like... (laughs) I'm down. (laughs) That's why I also feel the fire was so good. I have a lot to say on this series, so we will save it for next week. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. We both experienced the series really differently, even while buddy reading. So we're definitely very excited to fill you guys in on those thoughts. Definitely be sure to stay tuned and watch out for Addicted Calloway Part 2. This one I actually finished this morning and it made the list already very quickly. It's Haunting Adeline and... Ooh, I have the 
thoughts that I don't think you're gonna love hearing, and neither are other fans of Haunting Adeline, but it's here. It's a favorite of this year. So Which despite is... the thoughts that I have, it, it still made it on the list. I'm so surprised. She's been trying to send me messages about Zayd slandering Zayd, guys. And I refuse <laughs> to listen to them because I want it recorded so all of you guys can listen to... Slander me. <laughs> exactly. Because I think one of the reasons why it's easily a favorite, though, is because the writing is so good. The writing is out of this world. H.D. Carlton's writing is so beautiful. And it's such a unique and different story. I feel like when you're reading so much dark romance or any kind of romance plot lines tend to get a little repetitive so reading something that's a breath of fresh air is really rewarding i was really into the actual storyline i think the one thing that won't happen though and this is where i'm a little sad that it's a duet that i won't be reading the second book and i just don't think i can do it last night i was laying in bed and i heard creaking and i just kept like peeling up my face mask to make sure like no one was in my apartment i don't think i can do book two but all of that being said I loved it and I'm totally fine having it end the way that it did. Like in my mind, they'll have their own happily ever after. I don't need it written by the author. I'll, I'll think of something. That's probably a wise choice just because Hunting Adeline is so dark. Although Hunting Adeline did make it to my top favorite list. And that's just because how much I love Addie and Zayd and it was dark, but entertaining. I also loved Addie healing from trauma. It was very sweet, the whole, the whole thing. I mean, besides all the dark elements, which there's a lot of dark, this book is not for the faint of heart I think that you're making a wise decision by not reading it but again HG just can write whatever I loved her other book that she just put out does it hurt I have like 50 pages but it probably will make this list as well moving on to the sweeter romances of this year I really loved the bully by Will and Nash it was a bully romance it was very low-key which to me I like I only read one bully romance that really resonated other ones I can't handle it's not for the faint of heart I do not like to be bullied that is not a love language of mine. I am words of affirmation. Praise me, please. But I really liked it. It was just like a, a really sweet bully romance. Uh, Will and Ash and Devney Perry could literally could do anything and I'll eat it up. You went through Will and Ash and Devney Perry's whole backlog of books yeah. and you kind of introduced me to her and the one that you recommended me read first was Indigo Ridge, which was mm -hmm. easily my favorite. It's right up my alley. It also, if I had to pick one female main character this year that reminds me of me, it would be Winston. I don't know why I just resonate with her so much and not that I'm a cop but you know I like murder mysteries so yeah I love that I, that actually makes me wonder who I would pick it would probably be Rose Rose not that I'm like nearly as smart but she's just so annoying sometimes and in an annoying in a way that I am annoying <laughs> which is not <laughs> super annoying but yeah thank you it's okay you could say it Kels had to spend an entire week with me she she'll tell you all the truth She's tolerable. <laughs> and just to add, because I, I forgot what time frame and year it was, but another top top five read of this year was Juniper Hill by Devney Perry for me. I just wasn't single parent romance fan until I read that book and that changed my opinion of it. I just love Knox. I love that plot line. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. It was one of the books that I rated five stars this year, except mm -hmm. I love Indigo Ridge because it's romantic suspense and Juniper Hill is more small town yeah. mom. And, and there is suspense elements, but- It's and, not the focal point like Indigo yeah. Ridge where it's like the story that keeps you going is not quite the romance it's the plot exactly which I love sometimes another favorite of mine this year was Terms and Conditions by Lauren Asher I mean Lauren Asher could 
put like any cover on a piece of nothing and I'll eat it up. Like she's just such a great writer. We love the fine print. Terms was really good. Iris was a baddie just for fans of billionaire workplace romances. I think this is just a wonderful read. I have not read Terms and Conditions yet. I did read fine print, but it was kind of on the cusp of when we were getting really busy. So I'll have to go back and read Terms and Conditions because I do love Lauren Asher's writing and she writes a fantastic first person present tense. (laughs) (laughs) Which we have learned the meaning of during our recent writing careers. (laughs) The last two on my list are actually not really romance, which is surprising, but I have been kind of realizing that I don't need to read solely romance anymore. I kind of went through my spurt last year. So the one that I actually just finished The Daughter of Dr. Monroe by Sylvia Garcia this morning and her writing just sucks you in. I didn't love the ending because I wanted to see kind of more of the hybrid animals. So this was an H.G. Wells retelling. It's a little less dark than Mexican Gothic, but it is one of my favorite of hers. And this one was very entertaining. And I was rooting for an age gap romance. I know it's not a romance, but there is a couple in there that I wish ended up as a couple. They might end up as a couple. All of her endings are ambiguous, so they might have, but. That's the thing with fiction is like you have to just be okay with an ambiguous ending. Like where the book ends is is where that story ends and you're done. Whereas I feel like with romance, there's always that high and that guarantee of I know exactly how it's going to end. They're going to get together, which is kind of why it's been enjoyable to read fiction because it's, I don't know, it's kind of like being edged and then you drop off and you're like, fuck. It makes you think a little bit because with romance... You can read the epilogue and be like, okay, cool. I I have closure. But when there's something that there's no closure, it makes you think about it a lot more. However, I don't need to think about things too much. So I do like romance because I don't have to guess what the ending is. There's usually Yeah, it's entertainment. It's a very safe and comfortable genre. I feel like the reason that we read romance is because of how relaxing it is. I mean, not that haunting Adeline was relaxing, (laughs) but you know what I mean. Entertaining. I think we have time for one more. Why don't you tell us your last book? Again, these are in no order so I know the next one that you're picking and if this one's your favorite of the year this would be very this interesting. Is concerning. <laughs> be concerned. So for those of you that don't know you're listening to the Between the Sheets podcast where we talk about trauma. I read The Body Keeps a Score which is a nonfiction book. It is very good if you are interested in how your brain works in reaction to your mental health. Definitely check it out. I learned so much from this book but because nonfiction work which I do enjoy the main takeaways here were if you suffer from ongoing PTSD, anxiety, or depression, get a dog, do yoga, and go to group therapy. There, I saved you reading 500 pages of what was essentially reiterating same repetitive study over and over again. It's very interesting to see the way that people like cope with trauma. And so it was good. But I remember when I posted that I was reading it (laughs) and you were like, are you good? We also had filmed a mental health episode for the pod right around the time that you were reading this book. And it's an unreleased episode because we get a little trauma dumping on there. We were both kind of using it as a therapy session. It was really, really, really relieving. But I don't know if it'll see the light of day and when that would happen if it does. We started editing it and honestly, we were both like... I don't know if the good girls will like us after this because we might depress you. We might just have to put a trigger warning. If you guys want to listen to it, just shoot us a message. And if we get enough responses, we'll finish editing the episode and release it. Maybe as a bonus. As a sad bonus. Just imagine like you're expecting a gift in your stocking and instead you receive two sad lumps of coal. That's that's (laughs) what we were on that episode. 
I have a bigger appreciation for nonfiction books, though. I think that I used to read a lot because that's what I used to qualify as real reading. And obviously, it's not true. A lot of the books that I did read, specifically the ones that I think about a lot are Freakonomics, The Power of Habit, and The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. At the time when I was reading those, I needed it to be told over and over and over the same thing so that I would get up every day and actually make shit happen and it was kind of meditative because you can't read those books for fun but if you spend 20 minutes in the morning reading a nonfiction book it kind of is like a motivational speech in the morning it really is a different type of reading it's like when you're reading a textbook you're frequently not reading it for a development you're reading it for the repetition to kind of start sticking in your brain and I feel like through all the nonfiction that I've read a lot of it is just reiterating the same point but using different sources to support the case and so when you're reading it it's kind of like okay I get it fine this will happen if this happens but that's why I was like let me preface this by saying this are the three things I've learned because it's a really long book and I listened to it on audio and it was too long for me too but it is very good the thing about reading nonfiction is that you have to read it in a topic you're very interested in so for example if you enjoy animals or if you enjoy childhood development if you enjoy all of these things then read a nonfiction book. If you're reading a nonfiction book to be smart and you're picking out something from like the top five on a TikTok suggestion just because you feel pressure to read it, that you're not going to enjoy it and it's not going to be a fun experience. I forced myself to read so many books that I didn't like just because they were classics or yeah. the best nonfiction of the year. I'm like, I yeah. don't care. I want to read to escape right now. And you can learn in other ways rather than reading. And I learn really well with the videos. So it's just learning that about yourself. I I read to escape, which the last book that I'm going to mention, which the last book of the year, The Guest List by Lucy Foley. This is a murder mystery, but it is one of the best audiobooks I have listened to all year. It had multiple different POVs in the audio. It was all different voices and it kept you so engaged. You wanted to know what it was about. There was, I didn't read it for the romance, but there was some sex in there that I was like, okay, let's go. It was so entertaining. I would want to get that one as a paperback or a hardcover just because I was thoroughly entertained. I've recommended it to people who don't like reading and they've loved it. So if you like murder mysteries that are skew on the darker side, they do talk about depression in there. So be in a good headspace, not like the girls on Between the Sheets. <laughs> it makes me want to pick it up. I haven't read a murder mystery in a while. So dude, the audiobook for me? No. No, 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 no. I don't think it's too dark. There is death on page in the book, though. That's fine. I did just listen to Haunting Adeline, so... I don't think it's darker than that. It is just super entertaining. And I think there's, like, an audible sale right now, so... You should check it out. Mm -hmm. I feel like this was a good list. We are definitely very excited to get back to reading, to get back onto our podcast schedule. We have so many fun episodes scheduled for a quick little sneak preview for for the potty good girls only. We will be having our partners on this season, so you'll get to meet the men behind Between the Sheets. And we'll be doing a really fun cult classic movie watch of a first time for Kells. We won't tell you what it is, but let's just say she hasn't seen something that is extremely critical.
tentacle to the romance world. I know what it is, and I'm not looking forward to it. I've escaped like 20 years without watching this series, but I'm excited to do it for the podcast. I've heard about the glimmering, so I'm ready. Hint, hint. Wonderful. We can't wait to read more books. We're so excited to see you guys next week. Go ahead and leave us a comment on Instagram, KD Between the Sheets, with your top books of the year so far, or send us a tweet on at KD in the Sheets. Also, be sure to follow that account because it's hysterical not to pat ourselves too much on the back, but it is actually very funny. I usually tweet at 1045 when I can't sleep with my husband next to me or at 4 a.m. when I can't sleep. Same, same. I'm glad we run on the same time frame from Twitter. Literally, every time I get up and I see that you've tweeted, I'm like, yes, okay. <laughs> you, you can't sleep either. If you haven't checked out our debut top 30 slow burn romantic comedy, you can read for free on Kindle Unlimited today or get the beautiful blue paperback on Amazon. I'm sure you guys have seen it all over Instagram and TikTok. It is. It looks so pretty on our shelves. I have like 50 copies on my shelf right now and it just is like a sea of blue. Yeah, absolutely. For someone who has a lot of cartoon covered romances, not to pat ourselves too much on the back, but it is stunning. Just you so you to? guys know, we're not good at finishing, but we promise we'll be very good at getting you started. Thank you all so much for joining this week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. 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 <laughs>